Greetings, everyone. It's just so good to see you again here with us in worship. I just want to say something as I begin this sermon for today. This word today, this word is for the church, those who have been churched all their lives. But it is also focused on those who have never been churched with a message, especially to both. I'm concerned today that at this day, in this time, under these circumstances, like we've never seen before, that people who have never been churched may not understand that God is waiting on them to come. You don't have to worry about coming into the church right now. You don't have to worry about taking somebody's seat who's been there forever. You don't have to worry about getting a parking space. I'm going to say to you, I believe that just to be safe, you must have your name on the roll because Jesus is coming back for his church. Call me, call me, call me. I will take you in, set you up, put your name on the roll of the church. I hope you do that. Pass this on to all the unchurched people you don't know. Church people, you need to hear this too, so don't don't walk away and don't leave. It's a word for everybody. Bless the Lord with me. Now, as we go forth with the word of God, open your Bibles to the gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. Yes, it's a long reading, but it's the word of God. It's the word of God. 
And I invite you now to listen now for the word of the Lord. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. And after agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them as two into his vineyard. And when he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others just standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard and I'll pay you whatever is right. So they went. And when he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others just standing around. And he said to them, why are you standing here idle all day? And they said to him, because no one has hired us. And Jesus said to them, you also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, call the laborers and give them their pay beginning with the last and then going to the first. And when those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now, when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner saying, these last workers, they were only here for one hour. And you've made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day in the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I, I choose, Jesus said, to give to the last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I'm generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. The word of God for the people of God. Won't you pray with me now? Almighty God, as I gather with your people through this podcast, may they be touched. May they feel the power of your presence. And now, Lord, won't you allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for you are my strength and you are my redeemer. In the name of Jesus Christ. Christ of Nazareth, I pray this prayer. Amen. The topic of our sermon today is the Lord pays. The Lord pays. Now, beloved, to begin our lesson, in a nutshell, this is what we get. Jesus said, whatever is right, the Lord will pay. The Lord asks us to do things for him without being concerned about what we get out of it. But that doesn't mean that the Lord asks us to do things for nothing. The very reason why we do not have to worry about what we'll get out of the Lord's service is because he has promised in his word that he will get to us what is coming to us. Somebody need to say amen. And so, beloved, listen to this. Jesus makes this point in the parable of the laborers in the vineyard. The audience of this parable were those 
who on one hand were uh, the Jewish religious class who, who thought they were more deserving of God's blessings than anyone else because they had been in the service longer. And on the other hand, there were those who were newcomers to the faith proclaimed by Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus wanted the first group to realize that they had no special privileges in the sight of God. He, he wanted the second group to realize that when the time comes for reward, they will not be left out. Oh, listen, listen. In the kingdom of heaven, on earth as it is in heaven, in the kingdom of heaven, in God's scheme of things, there is no special privilege for how long you've been in the church. Somebody needs to say amen. There is no extra reward for tenure. There is no extra advantage for length of service. In God's scheme of things, regardless of how long we have been a member of the church or how old we are, we are all equally worthy of his blessings and his reward if we have been serving well. For it is the quality and not the quantity of your service to God that counts. Amen. So in this parable lesson, a householder goes out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. And by early in the morning, Jesus meant about six o'clock in the morning. The householder went out to recruit laborers as soon as the first rays of sunlight appeared. Oh, yes, you see, you see. He was anxious to find laborers as early in the day as he could so that they could do as much work as they could before the sun went down. The work that had to be done, it required laborers as soon as possible. Hear this, hear this. What the mission and work of the church needs to be doing today, good God, especially at a time like these. We need a lot of people to do it. The day of the little church is over, and I don't know if it ever was supposed to be. And so, beloved, today we have so much going on in our communities and in this country and in the world today that God's work needs a lot of committed workers as soon as possible. There's so many things you want to do you can't do because you don't have enough people. Because there are too many people left behind. Oh, beloved, it is our job as the church to bring people in. To bring people in today by any means possible. I said it. So the Bible says the harvest is plentiful. Yeah. But the laborers are few. Tell the truth, a few people just can't do what a lot of people can do. Stop fooling ourselves. We need as many Christians in the church today as we can muster up. We got a world to save. Amen? Amen? Okay, so during these days of our lives, the church needs to be looking and searching for more workers to fight the good fight. The church needs to be up early in the morning, in the noonday, and in the early afternoon working. Because if we are not working on our mission, which is to make disciples for Jesus Christ, 
then we have failed. And I don't know about you, but I don't like to fail. And so we cannot allow our own selfishness to get in the way of God's purpose for his church. But you know, it is our sin when we are not concerned about the lost who continue to wander about aimlessly. Oh, and today, today we must know and understand that it is our duty as Christians, our job as the church, to find ways to attract and bring in the lost until the work of the Lord is done. Men and women, boys and girls, will continue to wither like unattended grapes in the vineyard until there are laborers to do the work of the Lord. Jesus went out throughout the day to find people to do the Lord's work. We may not be able to go out doing the coronavirus, but we can still find some creative ways to get people to Jesus. The church needs to be looking through the media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, you call, call on your cell phone, using everything available to get people into the church. Call me. Tell your cousin to call me. Tell your uncle, your daddy, your mom. Call me and get your name on the roll of a church. So in our scripture lesson, the, the householder recruited his laborers early in the morning and, and agreed to pay them and agreed to pay them a denarius a day for label in his vineyard. Now, 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 a denarius was a silver coin about the size of a quarter issued by the Roman government and equal to a day's wages for a common Jewish laborer. In other words, we're talking about $1.29 per day. Can you believe that? Listen to me today. Before the householder sent the laborers to his vineyard, which is the community, they became clear with each other concerning what the pay will be so they, they that, that both sides, both sides would know what is expected at the end of the day. Oh, let me tell you something. You worried about your job? You need to be worried about Jesus. Beloved, in the same way, when we become followers of Jesus, listen, we enter an agreement with him concerning what to expect at the end of the day. Oh, it may not be a $1.29, but we do know that whatever we sow at the end of the day, that we shall also reap. We may not be able to assign a cash value to what we will receive, but we do know that if we seek first the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness, that at the end of the day, you better be getting ready, everything we need will be added to us. It's just hard to say how much Christian labor is worth. But we do know that if we fight the good fight, if we keep the faith, if we're obedient, that at the end of the day, there will be laid up for us a crown. Oh, I love the bling bling. A crown of righteousness. It's not clear to us yet what our pay will be, but we do know that when all is said and done, what is right, the Lord will pay. God has never asked us to do anything for him without pay. 
He's always rewarding us, blessing us with the things we do on his behalf. Always. Amen. Amen. Listen, listen. The householder representing the Lord God reached an early morning agreement, reached an agreement with the laborers concerning, concerning what to expect. You do that on your job, you want to know what to expect at the end of the day. And then he went out again at the third hour. He kept going out. And, and then about 9 o'clock in the morning, and he saw others standing idle in the marketplace, in the community. And he, and he sent them into his vineyard saying, whatever is right, that I will give you. Mm, mm, mm. Understand this, beloved. It's just not unusual that the householder, symbolizing God, found people with nothing to do in the marketplace, in the community. Uh, you know, for the Jewish marketplace, it was a central gathering place for people. Everybody came who, who had business to do. And, and it was also for people who had no business to do. And what was so strange was that, was that this householder invited these people, these people with nothing to do, to his vineyard. So obviously, obviously, though the truth is, he did not need them because if he did, he would not have waited three whole hours to recruit them. No. The householder's invitation was not an act of necessity. It was an act of generosity. He saw that they had need for work. So he provided the people an opportunity to work. You see, for God to hire you is an opportunity. For God to say, come unto me, come to the church and, and work for me. That's an opportunity. How many of us realize today that whenever we are asked to do something for the upbuilding of God's kingdom here on earth, that that's an opportunity? We talk about job opportunities and money opportunities and political opportunities, but the greatest opportunity we will ever have is what we do for Jesus Christ because only what you do for Christ will last. And that's the truth. So, so when we see somebody who looks burdened, we need to see that person as our opportunity to help. Mm -hmm. When we look at what the devil has done in our communities, we need to see that as an opportunity to show God's ability to change a mess into a miracle. Every bad thing is our opportunity to show God's power to turn what the devil meant for evil into something good. Oh, when we have been elected to an office in the church, you've been asked to be on the team. We need to see that as an opportunity to be in service to God's church. Too many times we see our work as a chore Oh, we complain and we grumble and we make excuses and we, we ignore the task. We only want the title. 
We think we ought to have our name called. Uh, people ought to be uh, ought to be saying thank you, thank you, thank you. You just so wonderful. You so great all the time. But God, but but God does not have to use any of us to do the work that He needs done. When God calls us to a work, it is an act of grace. God's undeserved love and God's generous spirit. We don't deserve it. And we will never be worthy to receive all the pay that comes from working in the Lord's vineyard because it is an opportunity. It's an opportunity that you can't pass to do the work of the Lord. Oh, amen. Glory to Listen, the householder offered them an opportunity, a chance. He went out again at the sixth hour and then again at the ninth hour. In other words, at noon and as late as 3 p.m. and then at the eleventh hour, almost the last hour of the day, he did the same thing. He never gave up on looking for new people to do God's work. New Seek and find people, my beloved, all around you who have never been invited to this podcast. Share with everybody. People who don't like the church, share it with them. People who are looking in all the wrong places, share it with them. People who were not open to hearing about Jesus yesterday, <laughs> but oh, today. Try again today. And then tomorrow, and then the rest of the week. Because in this time, in this circumstance, we find ourselves in. I can't believe that everybody is not looking for the church. And remember now, it's, it's not too late. Not today. I don't know about tomorrow, but today it's not too late. Because for everything, there's a season. It's not too late. Stop talking about people who haven't been in the church. <laughs> it's not too late. It's not too late for your husband. It's not too late for your children. It's not too late for your boss. It's not too late for your friends. It's not too late for your brother or your sister. It's just not too late. It's not too late. In fact, this is the day when people need to come home to God's church. So make note of this child of God. The householder kept going out and recruiting people to his vineyard up until the latest hour of the day. And when the end of the day finally came, the householder instructed his steward to pay the laborers the same amount of wages beginning with those who were hired last and ending with those who were hired first. <laughs> That's not always the way we want to do things, is it? But remember, God's ways are not our ways, honey. Oh, glory to God, that's true. And yet, and yet it's not about us, is it? It's all about God. It's not about our way. It's all about God's way. So already it was clear that the householder in the parable had his own way of doing things like paying the last first and the first last. 
Hear this now, what this parable, this story, this illustration is teaching us is. Take this home, put this in your pocket. God has his own way of doing things. God does not necessarily operate according to the way we think things ought to be. So to all of us who are members of God's church, Joining the church is the smartest thing we could have ever done. Tell somebody. Tell somebody that. What is going to hurt you to join the church? Hallelujah. What can it harm? Can it? It's like having insurance. You know what I mean? The best thing my mother ever did for me was to see that I was in church every Sunday, even when she was not with me. So to those who are not members of God's church, to those, to those who are on the fence or those who did not believe, I, I want you to know that it is the only insurance you can have to get the glory. That's it. And beloved, please understand this too. It does not matter to God when you join as much as it matters to God that you join. I'll say that again. It doesn't matter when you join the church of Jesus Christ. It only matters that you join the church of Jesus Christ. God loves and will bless the person who is new to the church as much as he loves and will bless those who've always been a member. Don't get it twisted. So no matter how long you've been a member of the certain church, it will never be your church or my church. It will always be God's house, God's church. And Jesus is coming back to get his church. Therefore, God rules. God sets the standards. God will have God's way because God will have the last word. Oh, my heart says with each beat, come to Jesus, come to the church. It's the only way to be sure of where you'll spend eternity. This world is not our permanent home. We're just passing through. Don't get caught up in the temporary at the expense of the eternal. So listen, call us. I'll take you in over the phone. Put your name on the roll and your name on the roll and, and pray that you will become an active member. We need you now and you need us. It's getting late in the day. And tomorrow's not promised. So I want you to know that I know I may not be ready to go home to see Jesus today. But my membership in God's church is my ticket to get on board whenever he returns or when I die. I have my ticket, so I'm prepared, and I want you to be prepared too, beloved. The songwriter says it like this, Jesus said, here I stand, won't you please let me in? And you say, I, I will tomorrow. Jesus said, I am he who supplies all your needs. And you said, I know. But tomorrow, I'll give my life tomorrow. Oh, I thought about today, but it's just so much easier to say tomorrow. Better choose the Lord today 
apple very well. Might not even be. Don't let it be too late. They want the doors of God's church open to you today. And all you need to do is to just join the church. I hope you will contact us today and become a member of God's church. I pray, I pray that this word from the Lord has blessed you. The word of God blesses us. It feeds us. And I also offer you an opportunity to give to this ministry. Go to, go to our website and give with a cheerful heart. And then remember, spread the word of God by sharing this video. And now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of you in the name of Jesus. I love you. God loves you more. Amen. Falling in love with Jesus with